I'm Ryan. Welcome to Bible on the Beach. Today we'll be in Acts chapter 27, verses 1 through 20. I hope Bible on the Beach helps you. I do this because uh, I want to see disciples make disciples and for churches to plant churches so that uh, every space and every place in the world uh, can be a touch point for people to come into God's family. And uh, the last few years we've had a church revolve mostly around just Jesus and the Bible and some food and something to drink uh, with some friends. And we've seen God really bless that. We started in a jiu-jitsu studio here in San Clemente with that simple idea. Now we uh, have 24 churches we've helped plant in five countries, discipling about 800 people. And we've produced uh, almost 6,700 liters of water. It's a really exciting time to be alive. If you're interested uh, in ocean water, you can go to our website. There's also a place there that you can support us if God puts it on your heart. Now today, we're going to switch into a new gear. Paul has been in defending himself legally, essentially, and using all of the sort of tools at his disposal to get out of that uh, situation. Now we find him taking the next part of his journey. You know, God has a journey that we're on in our lives, uh, both for me and both for you. And he, every day, uh, wants us to learn something, uh, wants to help us grow, and so we open up his word to get some some wisdom each day and every time i open up the bible i always say okay lord give me the ears to hear the eyes to see uh and the heart to feel what what you want to say to me <clears throat> holy spirit come speak to me now um and in jesus name let's get into it today acts 27 says <clears throat> when it was decided that we were to set sail for italy festus handed over paul and a number of other prisoners to the custody of a roman officer member of the Imperial Guard. We went on board a ship that was planning to stop at various ports along the coast. We put out to sea and were accompanied by Aristarchus from Thessalonica and Macedonia. You know, a lot of times I think people lose sight of the fact that, you know, shipbuilding and sailing were very rugged activities. They didn't have the modern conveniences that we have today, digital electronic boats. These were ships forged out of uh, wood out of trees, um, out of lumber. And so it was very hard. People that sailed are very tough, but this was also the most convenient way to get around. So Paul strategically knew that God had been from the very beginning telling him, you're going to go represent me uh, to different people. So be prepared to travel, uh, be prepared to be on the move quite a bit because that's how I'm going to use you uh, in your life. I'm going to use you to go in and establish new works. And so God made Paul tough, made him determined. He made him persistent, gave him a lot of strength, gave him a lot of courage, helped him persevere through a lot of things. <clears throat> this is the next part of his journey now. He's back on the sailboat, headed to where God has him next. <clears throat> and it says that uh, now the next day the ship was docked. They were being considerate of Paul. They allowed him to get off the ship and be refreshed by his friends living there. You know, God will always give you friends in your life that bring refreshing to you. And you know that they're the right friends because they'll your spirit will be refreshed and you'll be drawn closer to God. They're the wrong friends when you're exhausted after being around him and they're teaching you to run from God. The right friends help you feel refreshed and point you to God, not exhausted pointing you away from God. So Paul had some friends there, <clears throat> spent some time with them. Now from there they put out to sea 
but because the winds were against us, we sailed under the, the lee of Cyprus. After sailing uh, across the open sea, uh, we docked at a port. While we were there, the commanding officer found an Egyptian ship from Alexandria that was bound for Italy, and he put us on board. So Paul uh, shifts ships, and he uh, says that they made a little headway for several days, and with difficulty, we made it to Nidus. Now, the strong winds kept us from holding our course, so from there, we sailed to Crete, hugging the coast. We struggled on to a place called Fair Havens near the town of Lassia. Now, we remained there a long time until we passed the day of the Jewish fast. Now, Paul advised the frightened sailors that they should not put out to sea in such dangerous weather, saying, men, I can see that our voyage would be disastrous for us and bring great loss not only to our ship and cargo, but also to our lives. We should <clears throat> remain here. Now, God will talk to you about what to do with your life. Yes, you'll have difficulty. Yes, you'll have hardship. Yes, you'll persevere. Yes, you'll make it through difficult trials. However, God also gives you common sense. And there's situations in your life that you need to avoid because they're not worth the hassle. So if you have an experience, I have 36 years of experience in the ocean, um, surfing trussels here behind me, and God will give you wisdom about what situations to engage in, which ones to be humble and avoid. Paul knew from experience, look, this is not the time to sail. You know, timing is everything, and sometimes situations cause us to hit pause. Now, we get in trouble when we see God's plan. We're leaning on his promise for our life, but we're pushing ahead too fast, too quick. That's when we get in trouble. The beautiful thing about getting wiser and more discerning with the Spirit is you learn when to be patient. Patience becomes your friend as you get older. Now, isn't that ironic? Because as you get older, you have less time. And yet, the more patient you are, using the asset that's diminishing your time, you actually get more done. Now, why is that? Because God can do more in one second than you and I can do in one year. It's called God's timing. We need to pray for it. We need to wait for it. And then when he tells us to do something, then we move forward. He says, but the officer in charge was persuaded more by the ship's helmsman and captain than he was by Paul. So the majority decided to put out to sea since Fairhaven was an exposed harbor not suitable to winter in. They had hoped somehow to reach the Cretan port, which was more suitable because it was facing south. Now a gentle breeze began to blow. They assumed they could make it. So they pulled up anchor and set close to Crete. But it wasn't long before the weather abruptly worsened. The storm of a hurricane force called a nor'easter tore across the island, blew them out to sea. The sailors weren't able to turn the ship in the wind, so they gave up and let it be driven by the wind. Paul warned them, but they weren't listening. You don't have to be a leader for two minutes <laughs> to have people not listen to you and then get in trouble and then get mad when things don't work out. It's just, it, you know... As a leader, you can only say what you're supposed to say. And a lot of times it goes in a person's ear or right out the other side. And then they find themselves 
a difficulty and you're sitting there saying, yeah, man, if you just listen, but that's okay. That's our journey. That's people's journey as we relate to them. So they find themselves in this situation here. <clears throat> sure, Paul's rolling his eyes saying, you know, if you just listen to me, we wouldn't be in this situation or this predicament. Now, they're barely able to get the ship's lifeboat under control, so the crew hoisted the dinghy aboard. The sailors used ropes and cables, fearing they would run aground. They lowered the drag anchor to slow its speed and let the ship be driven along. The next day, because of being severely battered by the storm, the sailors jettisoned the cargo. <clears throat> by the third day, they even threw the ship's tackle and rigging overboard. After many days of seeing neither the sun nor the stars, and with a violent storm continuing to rage against us, all hope of ever getting through it alive was abandoned. <laughs> well, what a situation they found themselves in. As you get older, you'll find yourself in many situations that you didn't expect, and frankly, you don't want to be in. So how do you handle life when your circumstances and your situations aren't going the way that you want. Well, you have to pause. You have to say, God, I trust you. I'm not sure how I got to this situation, but I ask you now to help me. Would you please help me? In fact, maybe you're facing something in your life today. It's a storm. It's a trial. You were here. Now, all of a sudden, you're way out to sea. Just pause right now. Say, God, come to me. Help me right now in my storm. My friend, God will help you. And I know because he's helped me literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. So God, whoever's facing a storm right now, whoever's way off course, would you go and would you help them today? In Jesus' name. Man, thanks so much for joining me. I love Bible on the Beach. Till next time, hope you have a great day.